Tom, you're pricing carbon? No. Uh, here's the issue. When we're thinking about, when we're thinking, and I also co-chair. We co that we should have a Tesla. We, we do agree <laughs> on that. And I love Roger, too. He's a wonderful guy. So I mean, this is nothing. This is, this is what makes Aspen great, that we can have these kinds of conversations, right? I want to return to something. I co-chair at the Business Roundtable, along with Dave Cody of Honeywell, the North American Energy Security Plan. And in fact, the kind of tagline of that would be that energy security, if we're perhaps a net exporter by 2020, doesn't mean we're energy independent, it means we're secure. And by 2030, 30, 35, maybe we can be the biggest energy producer on the globe. And all of a sudden, we have changed the conversation of energy from policy set on scarcity to policy set on abundance. And a variety of people have talked about the benefits of the United States economy of rejecting this notion of a new normal where unacceptably high unemployment, slow economic growth is what we should be satisfied with. America can do better. Energy policy is one of the ways that can lead us forward and allow Americans to play offense in otherwise this challenged environment, frozen government, whatever you want to call it. Here's the deal. When you think about tax policy, you're right, Roger, you could structure a variety of tax mechanisms that could net out to be kind of neutral or, and you're just shifting from one thing or another. When I think about the benefits of adding two to three percent to GDP, adding three million jobs by the end of the decade, when I think about the benefits of creating an unassailable advantage in manufacturing and growing jobs and growing personal incomes, my objective function, I absolutely believe that carbon is important. But it is not the only objective function here. If I can increase the standard of living and increase the prospects of the United States economy to float all boats and help especially those families that are most constrained by an inflexible energy budget, and carbon tax would be the most regressive thing we could do in America. I don't think that's what's right. There's a lot of things we could do in America before we start taxing growth opportunities. Energy gives us, in an international environment, the ability to grow and beat other people in the international economy. Roger, why is Tom wrong? You know, we, you're not even taking into account the, the cost of inaction. If a carbon tax now would save us the cost of inaction in the future, it's, it's the best cost-benefit thing we've ever done. And my sense is that we're just beginning to see the possible consequences of not acting. And so if we could do anything now, and particularly if we could do it on a revenue-neutral basis, it's going to make a huge amount of difference and we'll lead the world. I think we're leading the world at this point, but I think we can do a lot more in that direction. So you're not going to lose those kind of jobs. You're, you're trading off a carbon tax for something like payroll tax. Payroll tax is taxing a good. Carbon tax is taxing a bad. And you know that better than I. That's so, so let me just throw out, I never said we're not dealing with carbon. I said don't tax it. There are, there's, there are carrots and sticks in tax policy. I would rather see carrots made to play here. In other words, without burdening further the United States economy with new taxes, let's create a transition plan for the generation fleet of America where by 2050 we achieve these objectives without higher taxes. Look at what Southern Company has done. 
new nuclear, coal technology. We've shifted 70% coal to 35% coal, 16% natural gas, 45% natural gas. We did that without a carbon tax. Do you want to know we have the largest voluntary so program in Georgia? We did that without a requirement for renewable portfolio standard. We don't need more government in the way adding gunk in the engines of commerce. 